0: Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Henry
1: Abbott. How are you, sir? It's standing in for David Thorpe, who's in Denver. Mm-hmm.
0: Watching some nuggets, I would what imagine.
1: Mexican restaurant, looks like, in the photo.
0: <laughs> what did you say? You're like, whose lodge are you in? It looked like he was in a hunting lodge in the photo he sent.
1: And he, he like, legit got insecure about that. He was like, oh, it's highly recommended. Like,
0: you know, right? He was like... Classic David. Yeah. <laughs> Classic David. I was just well, making a... A, a, a funny! Like you're I making do. a funny. Yeah. That yeah. part of the country, though, Colorado, Utah, like a lot of like the the, air like, restaurants and stuff have that lodgy look, and I yeah. imagine it's probably yeah. done on purpose because that's like you know yeah. how the West was won, that kind of thing.
1: If you're just listening and on YouTube, you don't know how unlodgy Gerard looks right now. In a very, <laughs> it's like the nicest clothing anyone's ever worn in this podcast. He's wearing like a, yep, a, zip a,
0: yeah, a, a, a thing. nice textured zip sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. it's... <laughs> I'm wearing a hoodie. (laughs) I mean, most of the time, hoodies are what I have on, but you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta dress it up. All right, Henry. Lots happening in the basketball world. Most teams have about I don't know five games left or so, and then it's go time, man. Playing and then playoffs, of course, at the worst time of the year when everybody's dead. But you know, it is what it is, and that's what we do here. But something has been on my mind for a quite a long time. And various things that happen in the basketball discourse spark it up and cause me to be like, man, we really got to think about this and talk about this. I feel like there is a war going on for the soul of basketball. And the war is between the jocks and the nerds. Now, I am not going to put myself in either category. Um, Henry will probably place himself in the nerd category if I were to guess. I think I'm certainly a nerd <laughs> defender.
1: <laughs> and a nerd. But I mean, to be honest, like, I, like. But you're also like, a jock, too. I've been, like, I can't go a day without moving. Right. right. So like, you're all, and my whole family's like this, right? Like, we are, we are, I mean, Jack we're nerds. not, like, in, in the NBA context, we are not jocks. Well, we are not
0: NBA players, yeah. Compared to most families,
1: like, we're jocks. You know,
0: like, yeah. You're nerd jocks or jock nerds. I'm going to go whichever one As you want to lead with. Okay. Very good. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. And like in any war, Henry, there are casualties of war and collateral damage. Wow. And there is. It's just how wars work. It just sounds so dire. We're talking about John Holland. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, I feel like the collateral damage and the casualties of war are basketball fans who actually love the game. And they don't know what to do, who to listen to who to, who to, who to roll with, right? And who does what? And just to do a quick top line, you know, you have Charles Barkley at all, right? He is the face of jocks. He is one of the greatest jocks of all time, right? Like, And he's the NBA's, he's the face of the NBA's most popular television show inside the NBA, right? That's, that's his show, as much as Ernie and everybody else. No, it's Charles' show. And Charles is famously, he hates analytics. Jump shooting teams don't win championships. Despite everything being proven wrong, he knows what he's talking about because he played in the NBA. You dummies with spreadsheets did not. Okay. On the other side, you have the, the nerds who say, yeah, but that means you just don't understand math, dude. Like, it's right here. The data's right here. I don't care what your eyes and what your experience says. This is what it is. And this push-pull, this tug-of-war is problematic. On both ends, right? Because I feel like both sides are saying the same thing: "You're an idiot, and you don't know what you're talking about." And that's not good for the fans who actually love basketball. Mm.
1: Do we have like nine hours (laughs) for me? So much going
0: on. So much going on. (laughs) Um, I guess
1: I want to separate a little bit. Like, like on Twitter, there are like. Air quotes nerds <laughs> who are saying you're all idiots, right? <laughs> yes. Like Sachin Gupta, yeah, who's not one of an the idiot. smartest people in the NBA. <laughs> and he has never accused anyone. He's like the nicest, <laughs> nicest man. Like anyone who thinks that he's going around saying you guys are false. it's like just completely wrong. Like. Right. In the meeting, he's like, I assume you're right. People <laughs> fucking love that guy, right? Like, he's literally the nicest man in the uh, world. And tell people like, who
0: Sachin Gupta is, for those who may not.
1: Uh, he has been, well, he worked at ESPN mm-hmm. um, and made, made the trade machine years mm-hmm. ago, and then mm-hmm. the Rockets hired him away, and then he was at the Sixers just... with the Sihinki for a while, mm-hmm. and now he's a big wig at the Pistons. Um, Pistons, yeah. Right? Timberwolves, 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 Timberwolves you're right, Timberwolves, Timberwolves. 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 I'm, Yeah, I'm already have suspect <laughs> information today. Um, so, like, You know, and and meanwhile, like, you know, Dean Oliver who, like, wrote the book on this, like, you know, Mm -hmm. he's been on the bench. uh, He's on the bench for the Wizards right now, right? Um, Nobody thinks he's bossing them around or calling them stupid, (laughs) right? He literally said at Sloan, like, his default position is that whatever the coach says is right. Whatever the player Mm -hmm. says is right, right? Like, so this notion that, like, the nerds arrived and just started calling them stupid is, like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, Don Hollinger's not that guy, right? Like, it's not what happened here, right? Like, instead what happened was, um you know what works in basketball was no longer a lock that like the head coaches who were mostly former players like got to just dictate it right mm-hmm. like the first post in the history of true hoop was like i went back when like mike d'antoni's son's team was a, a top nearly at the top of the west if you went back and looked at his preseason season coaches call he was like basically we're probably not going to make the playoffs and like Nate McMillan's Sonics team, I think that year, was really good. And he'd also said that, and on and on, like, people just don't know, right? Like, there's just, like, <laughs> these a very, predictions of the weather, predictions of everything yes. is super hard. It's hard to predict, yeah. And it was handy to these kind of demagogue-type people to just, like, pretend with the microphones gathered around that, like, they were the, like, Yodas of this mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. And that was very useful for their incomes. That was very useful for getting players to do stuff. Like they got to just be like, you know, like people would say like, oh, well, George Carl said, and it carried like all this. A lot of weight. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but what just emerged was like, they were not right about everything. And we knew that because of dorks, right? (laughs) Dorks showed up and like, and you know, honestly, I still think one of the most important articles in the history of NBA basketball is Tom Haberstroh on like the NBA's 35 year war on the three pointer. Mm Um, Like, all of these Pat Riley's and Greg Popovich's and Larry Brown's, like, we're like, we just don't like it. We just don't want to do it. Rick Pitino did a thing with the Knicks, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, And they were like, well, we just prefer not to use it. And it's like, well, what a fucking luxury (laughs) to be an idiot and keep your job. (laughs) Right? Like, and then dorks came along. They're like, you know, three-pointers probably can help your team. And now every single team in the league shoots Like triple the number, no, quadruple, five times as many threes as anybody. 35
0: teams on average a night.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, they were like, we will never, you know, like Kyle Korver, I've cited this many times, but he was in the league for almost half a decade before someone ran a play designed for him to shoot a three. He tells me that, right? Like what a fucking bunch of idiots ran his (laughs) career. Like, and like, it's like, they're, they're just wrong. So to me, I'm like, okay, this is the situation we're in. Like, I don't have to enjoy it. There's no victory here. It's just, like, if you want to win, you're going to have to be a little more curious, right? You just don't get mm. to stand there, sit back and you lazy boy, and be like, ah, I'm going to get you Like, that <laughs> is wrong. It's wrong. Like, you know, like, you have to be a little smarter than that. And some people went and did their homework. And, like, and it's not as simple as three is a bigger number than two. It's much more complicated than that. Like, it really comes from, uh, it comes from adjusted plus minus. And you've noticed that, like, lineups, with multiple three point shooters, you could project how well they do, and they just did better than that. Like mm. they just took off on the wings of angels. These lamps had something special that people couldn't explain. And now we know what they did was they stretched the defense way for mm. thin. And so you got to attack more everywhere. Right. More we didn't know what everybody. was going on. Mm. Like but that that was the first big domino to fall in like your coaches who, you know, your Larry Birds don't know everything. Like, Mm -mm. is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But if you want to win, you're going to have to have someone on the roster
0: who cares about what he doesn't know, right? That person's going to be a dork. So curiosity is is the piece you hit on there. And I think that's the important part, right? So what you're saying is you're not saying that the dorks, they know everything either. You're just saying they're wondering, well, why is this? Why does this cause us to score more points than this? What is the reason? And can we use that and exploit it? so that we keep scoring more points and winning. Because ultimately, the goal is to score more points than the other team and to win the game. But that exactly is the goal. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If
1: that's the goal, then you probably aren't going to be the best in the world at it by doing things that are comfortable in the way they've
0: always been done. Mm,
1: I love it. I love it.
0: So one of the first things I learned from True when it was back on that other network with four letters that we won't say. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Is... To be curious about basketball, right? I always say this on this show and, you know, David's my guy. I always talk about it. One of the first things I heard David say before I knew him was, when you watch basketball, try not to watch the basketball and see what else mm-hmm. is going on. As I've said a million times, that's fucking really hard to do okay? Is, because yeah. your eyes naturally follow the ball. The it's ball's kind of fun. That's yeah. just what it wants to do. Like yeah, it just yeah. does. But the other stuff tells you, hmm, why is this guy just standing there? Or, oh, what's that other? Why is he setting a pick for someone away from the basketball? That might inform something else that happens. Later in the day, Draymond Green said this recently, very famously once. People watch basketball and they think they watch somebody score and they know what happens. They have no fucking idea what happens. Uh-huh. But Henry, that is what fans do, right? Uh-huh. And I'm not saying calling fans dumb because we're all fans. That's When we go to a game where they're covering it or we're there as a fan, our eyes watch Damian Lillard score a logo three and we say fucking Damian Lillard's amazing. He is, but there's more to it than that yeah it's a complicated game i mean it's it's
1: uh, people are complicated, true, and they have ten of them on the floor the whole time <laughs> and they move in complicated ways, and like some of those ways are more useful than others right and um you know David says all the time like basically college players like appear to work harder right right but it's they're like, not they run around in like spas like right. there's a there's a lot of movement with no effect right mm-hmm. and um so the question is like which movements are effective mm-hmm. and in that like the eye test is has long been the best that we had available mm-hmm. but it's not the best available anymore right great. like this is the money ball right Is like mm-hmm. like boy everyone should look like billy bean and be a big long limb slugger blonde hair from the midwest right like <laughs> and that's how baseball worked but then it's like well actually like this overweight kid who sees the strike zone really well and gets on base a lot like is nobody's dream of an employee like they don't put them on a poster? But that's how you win games, right? Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. what are those things in basketball, right? And we've just you know we're inundated with examples of. um, Well, I'm pretty proud of this little list I made in our uh, doc here, which which is um, (laughs) okay. So, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Drew Holiday, Kevon Looney, Kyle Lowry, all like starters and absolutely essential to title teams, and none of them in the lottery, right? Not one, because. They, if any of them averaged 30 points a game in college, they all would have been a lottery, right? But, like, but they do the things that are just slightly harder to notice, mm-hmm. right? Like, most mm-hmm. well, likes defense, right? I think that the, <laughs> like, you know, after the three-pointer became, like, the first big, like, analytics know a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the next thing was, like, what works on defense isn't exactly what we thought, right? Like, we thought mm-hmm. it was Mark Eaton. We thought it was like it's not Mark Eaton. (laughs) Just like he, you need hips. You need to be able to move your hips, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's part of it, right? Like you need to be able to run around. And Mm -hmm. um, and what and what does Kyle Lowry do exactly, right? Like it's (laughs) it's like you need to do all that stuff, right? It's just very confusing what it is, and it's and you're probably not going to send your scout to find the next Kyle Lowry. Like you probably need to see like, you know, I know that Kyle Lowry's like plus minus data at Villanova where he was playing like a big man. He Mm -hmm. played like four, yeah. and five at times at yeah. like Villanova, like, was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And without plus minus data, he might not be an the NBA at all, right? Um, so I think there's, like, curiosity again, right? Just, like, you know, we're going to keep learning. Some of the big lessons are now pretty obvious, and every team uses them. Mm-hmm. Um, another one from the early days of analytics was um, scouts were adamant that, like, what works to rebound in college doesn't work to rebound in the pros, mm-hmm. so like you need Kevin Willis type bodies to rebound in the pros. Even if Carl Landry like was an incredible rebounder in college, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <clears throat> now there's like pretty deep research like that's just horsecrash. Like, <laughs> like it's mostly about your brain. It's mostly about do you run all over the court to go where the rebound is, and then when you get there, are you feisty as fuck? Like, it's not so much about your reach. It's not so much about your you know height or mm-hmm. your leg length or mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. So like all the you know some and basically. Paul Millsap, Carl Landry. There's a reason they were both Rockets. Right. Because, like, They're they line. were the mm-hmm. one of the first teams using analytics. But like, they can they reminded very well in the NBA. Right? And yeah. So, no, no, no.
0: Like, you have to be curious. You know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned, I mentioned Draymond, right, at the start about the, you think you watch a yeah. guy score and you know what happens, and you mentioned he's a second-round pick. Um, Chuck famously calls Draymond Mr. Triple Single. And the thing I love to push back at Chuck is with, but if you play with Draymond Green in 1993 against the Bulls you probably win the NBA oh, championship seriously. yeah <laughs> right yeah. like he does all the other things that are so vital and critical to help you win and right ultimately the end of the day is winning the game right mm-hmm. like that's that's the goal now we we have with analytics right cuz as you said and with data like it's not perfect right there cuz nothing is perfect right it's you said it's complicated how do we figure out what the data is not good at telling us? Right, like it tells us all these things, right? But there's, well, it's it's not good at something, right? So, for instance, EPM is a stat that we love here at Troop. We're not the only ones, although I think we might have started the EPM revolution. Now nah, everybody's on it. I want to take credit for that. Whatever. Sure, we did. Let's, why not? Yeah, we did. We did totally. <laughs> um, defensive EPM right now says that Alex Caruso was the best defender in the league. Right. So if you're a fan watching, now I. Ascurs well as is a very good defender. Is he the best defender in the league? Well, according to this metric he is, what is the metric good at telling us? And what is there maybe some holes that it's not telling us? Um,
1: I guess I think like every year at Sloan, uh, Mike Zarin of the Celtics, who's like the smartest guy in basketball, basically, <laughs> will go on and on. I'll put him on a panel about like, you know, what are the best numbers and how do they work? And he like, you guys, like, we don't use like one number for a player. And like, right. Yeah. And um, he has this big lecture that he goes on about. Like, you know, they're much more uh, granular. than mm-hmm. They're going to go down and be like, see who closes out the corner shooter best mm-hmm. and on and on, mm-hmm. which is kind of true. But our brains don't work that way. No. Like, we're not actually going to, we can't handle too much data. That, no. Right. Yeah. Um, the fact is we kind of want to know the ranking. We kind of want to know, we want Alex Crusoe, not just to be rated very good. We want him to be rated like whatever his number I'm sure is. He's like, what he's going to be like plus 6.7 or something, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. and then I mean, someone else is plus 6.6. 6. And like, yep. so, you know, I don't think anybody would say he's really definitively 0. 0.1 better than mm-hmm. like the real Jack, accurately Jack good is whoever. tiers, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the top tier. Mm-hmm. Like, as are 20 people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you put them out there, your defense is going to get better. You take them off the floor, your defense is going to get worse. That's definitely true, right? Mm-hmm. just is. At that extreme, like, the numbers can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Super valuable just for that, mm-hmm. right? Like, he just keeps helping the defense. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not true of very many people. And it's true. And there are a bunch of people who, like, look to be amazing on defense. But, but in fact, not. the team just doesn't stop people when they're out there. Like, you kind of want to yeah. know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. One of the big roles here isn't to be super accurate in counting, although that matters. It's more just like to see all the plays. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you know, like we can only watch so many games. And um, you know, if you ah, like you know, I don't know, there are times where like Rushwan Holmes was mm-hmm. like super elite mm-hmm. and I didn't see him play that whole year. Right? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like like like, like you know what I mean? It's just too many yeah. games, right? Many like, games. It's like, I guess he's killing it. I'm not looking. But... <laughs> I ain't watching, but he's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, so I think there's like a, you know, it's probably not, well, it was asking an insane question mm-hmm. to ask, like, have we perfectly modeled human behavior right. in this dynamic environment? It's like, right. no, but we're mm. pretty fucking good at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's pretty stable. If it were random and flawed, it would bounce around from year to year.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: it doesn't
0: doesn't bounce very much. No, Um, it's pretty stable. What you just said there is pretty dead on because that, when any one year, again using EPM as our guide here, the top fifteen is pretty much the same guys. You know, it may you know fourth may go to seven, seven, whatever. But the top, the best fifteen guys according to that metric, I've been the best fifteen guys for the last X amount of years. So it's like what Seth Partnow does with his player tier system. He He doesn't rank them. He's not saying. All he's saying is, Steph Curry, LeBron, James, Kevin Durant, those people are in the best tier. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you want with it after that. The next tier after that are these groups of players and so But
2: on
1: I point so. out, like, to underscore my earlier point about how we just prefer rankings, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he publishes his tiers. People and then so he has <laughs> an almighty, like, week-long Twitter battle with everybody who thinks, like, how did you put, like, Durant ahead of Steph? And he's like, no, they're in the same tier. And they're like, no, it says right here. Like, we, like... <laughs> We just, we literally can't fucking process it. Like, we just can't handle the idea that, like, they're all very good. Everyone's like, who's fourth? And he's like, no, there are four in the tier. Like, he just does that for a week on Twitter. Like, I've published tiers. Like, Zach Lowe's published tiers. Like, the fact is, like, the audience just isn't ready for tiers. They don't want tiers. They, they want to know who
0: tears. is better. Yes.
1: I mean, who's seventh, and who's eighth, and whatever. And so, like, I mean, I when I first got DSPN, they rank everything, and I was like, you know, rankings are stupid. And they were like, yeah, we all know rankings are stupid. Right. But, like, what else are you going to do? Like, People, this is just yeah. how our brains work. Like, yeah. and if you put it in a ranking, everybody understands what you said. And if you don't, nobody understands what you said. So it's like,
0: <laughs> use the tool, right? Like, <laughs> use the tool. <laughs> we're about to rank on this show, right? Like, we, we're going mean, to rank we, top five teams. We like, always rank like, our top five teams. We got yeah. to, because I can't just say, this is the championship tier. Because you're be like, well, who's I know. better? I don't <laughs> <You're know."> Officially <laughs> useless, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so one of the interesting things about advanced stats is, they take the act, they take, it's an of the entire year, right? So it's 82 games. It's the data from 82 games. And that tells us a picture. Um, That picture is right. I mean, we have five games left, but that picture is the top five players in the league. According to estimated plus minus are Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. hmm, Where's the rest of my data here? Uh, Giannis. No, not Giannis. uh, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, right? Those are the five best players. According to EPN. Now, When we have playoffs and smaller sample size situations, right, like a seven game series, sometimes those numbers from the 82 games to the seven games may not quite work out the same way because it's just less runway, right? So, for instance, if you are a career 42% three-point shooter for the season, right, that doesn't mean you shot 42% from uh, October to April, you had a month where you shot 48 and whatever, right? And then, but it averaged out to whatever. Problem is, is if, if you have two games and to start your split playoff series and you shoot 30%, you may never get a chance to get back to 42 because you're down 0-2 and you might lose and there goes that. So how do we deal with the change in regular season data to playoff data, right? Because there is variance there, particularly with the three-point shot. I go back to the Rocket Series where they lost to the Warriors in 2017. The Rockets shot 36% for the year from three. In that series, they shot 31%. Now I want to be clear. Everybody, their efficiency goes down in the playoffs in the history of the NBA, except for like two people. I think like Kareem and LeBron maybe. But everybody else gets worse because the fucking defense is better. That's just how it works. But if the Rockets still shot worse, but shot 33% instead of 31, they probably win that series. So how do we deal with all right, this is what the data said, but fuck, it's the playoffs, man. So that shit may not matter.
1: Um, I mean, this is how San Diego State makes the Final Four, right? Like, it's you know, the whole point of it is wild things happen, right? Um, this is why predicting is hard in every single thing that happens on the planet, right? Um, I. Uh, uh, I'm pretty happy with my analogy that you didn't like. <laughs> no, no, I, I,
0: I, I, you use it, use it. I would it. <laughs> <use> it. <laughs> we, we have this document, folks, and Henry is like. So, so here's kind of what we did to start the show. I knew when I put this paragraph in, it would send Henry off. Look, well, because a it started with our texting. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. you were like, save this for the show. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go with your analogy. Okay, so let's say you had a really good system for counting cards in the casino, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you got... You know, I've, I've heard these explanations of, like, you know, you know how many face cards are left in the deck so you know when to bet because it's more likely you're about to get another face card, right, because you're counting. Um, if it came down to your point, like, you know, you could know the count, but when you're playing just one hand and there's really... You're betting on one card, like mm-hmm. the next card, mm-hmm. um, you know, it might just be a four. It might. Like... It doesn't make counting cards useless, no, right? It. Like you, to me, like you would want to count cards more than ever in that mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. and just you just have to accept that, like, sometimes you you're gonna lose. Want the best information? You want to use, like, so if you're gonna predict the future, you want to use factors that have been useful in predicting the future in the past, mm-hmm. right? And so, what are those? Like, it's really not like you know. I would love to run a team that plays against the team that says like that guy looks like he has the eye of the tiger today. <laughs> Right? Like, if that's kind of how you're rolling. we you're going to beat that team every time.
0: Well, what beat you, like, 70% Not every time, of
1: the time? Seven, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you know. Um win a lot, right? And, you know, that kind of edge is huge, right? So, like, you just want to look for things that are useful, right? So, um you want to, you know, there are infinite number of factors that could affect a game. You know, if someone has this breakfast instead of that one, or sleeps well, or has a fight with a spouse or a loved right, one, yeah. like, Might have all bad these night. things matter, right? Like, we can we'll never be able to, like, hammer this down. But, like, there are some things that matter. It's like, well, can we get people open? Is a big one, right? It's like, well, if you're good at getting people open with good looks, like it doesn't guarantee a victory in the past, but that's the kind of thing you want to focus on. Like, right? mm-hmm. can we scheme to defend this kind of offensive player? Like, mm-hmm. well, if you've been working on that all regular season, then probably, you know, like regular season success does correlate with postseason success, right? Um, uh, not perfectly, and there's some exceptions there, but like by and large, like it's basketball. You want to be mm-hmm. good at basketball. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, Again, I would stay curious to stay anything curious. that might help you and roll with it, right? And this yeah. includes, I think, the advanced elements are especially valuable when it's unconventional, right? Which is weird. It's a little bit of a mindfuck. Like, I know when they create new stats like EPM, one of the things they do is run it and then see if it looks like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you end up at the top is like, you know, someone no one's ever heard of. If Ken Burks is the best player right. in the NBA. No, no, like, we we messed up. <laughs> On yeah. the other hand, <laughs> right. that's when it's most valuable. Like, <laughs> if you end up with a list that has that looks just like the scoring leaders of the league. Right. You don't need this stat. Right. We already yeah. have that list, right? <laughs> scoring leaders of the league. <laughs> and so like, you know, like when Kevin Pelton was uh, using his analysis to predict who was valuable in the 2014 draft. Mm-hmm. He was like. Nurkic and Jokic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which were like from yeah, outer space. Right? People like, what? That's crazy. Nobody wants those guys, <laughs> and so valuable. And he was right. <laughs> he was totally <laughs> right. And like, and some people were on this Giannis thing, and some, you know, and on mm-hmm. and on. Like, but I think, like, so if you are going into the playoff series and you have some, like, you know, it seems like this Landry Sham. It really makes it, whatever the hell the thing is that right. sounds crazy. It might be the most valuable thing the stats tell you, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, you have this
0: thing that other people wouldn't do. But how do we, how do you, how do we create that environment? Cause now this is the human part of it, right? Where it's allows that to happen. And I feel like the NBA is not the place for that because the people that run it don't (laughs) want that. Right. Like you're not going to tell Nate McMillan or who, nope. Like, you know, I have 40 years of coaching experience. i you. I'm not listening to that. That is crazy.
1: Well, I think what's going to happen is like, it will become part of the culture of the leadership so like right now no one gets in trouble for not playing um like the young player who can really make a difference right Mm -hmm. um but because no one understands it right the 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 billionaire doesn't understand it. the team president doesn't understand it you know similarly like you know it used to be fine for managers to make employees cry in regular mm-hmm. businesses, right? Now it's like, oh my gosh, that's an unsafe feeling at work that dampens right. our productivity. Even if we're just selfish bastards and want to make money, we mm-hmm. still don't want that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So now that's folded into like, hey, well, it seems like you were a little aggressive with your review right. here, Jim, mm-hmm. right? Um <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Fucking Jim, man. His
0: name was definitely Jim. It was definitely Jim.
1: Now that's on the list of things that gets you advanced or not yeah. in your career, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that a little bit now, right? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, you know, th- this is why Charles Barkley doesn't have a job running a team, right? <laughs> it's because he's not, he's not curious. He is not That's curious. literally why. He's bummed. This is why he's so into analytics, like, because analytics has cost him his second career he wanted, right? Like, he's He wanted to run a this. team? Yeah. And he can't keep up, right? Like this mm-hmm. he's not curious enough. He didn't do his homework. Like mm-hmm. he thinks that he should be able to, like, you know, he's right in the sense like Jeff Petrie was a lazy dumb fucker. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> right and Jeff that. Petrie actually Charles is way smarter than Jeff, right? <laughs> Even though Jeff went to Yale. Like, um, but like Jeff Petrie Dad got to like, you know, not show up for work very much, mm-hmm. you know, call the shots, pretend like he was some kind of like magical wizard, mm-hmm. and be yeah. okay at his job, right? <laughs> right. Be respected. Like, that was how the job was done when Charles played, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is ready to do the job that way. He'd probably be better at it than most if you do it that way. <laughs> right? But, but Daryl Morey had, like, 10 people, analysts spread all over the world who were, you know, right. all these Sachin Guptas mm-hmm. digging into all this stuff. And they learned crazy stuff about, like, how you offer a free agent contract to Jeremy Lin that no one can match, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And they just kept getting players all these ways that no one could get just by just elbow grease. And it drove people insane, right? They're like, we don't want this to be a seventy-hour-a-week job. Like, they just—they
2: didn't want that.
1: And so, like, I think a lot of the anti-analytics is just that. It's like, like we're supposed to work as hard as the players. Like, get out of here. Like, we golf.
0: <laughs> we golf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gerard, did I answer your question? <laughs> no. no you, you, uh, listen, I, I love it. This is this is the thing. No, no, the, it, it's important because again, I I do. This is the conversation. And so you back to something you, you said about our, you know, human beings, our brains. We need ranks. I don't don't tell me the five go in a tier. So this is the problem with rings culture. Right. Because that is a definable thing. At the end of the year, one team wins a championship. Twenty other teams, fucking losers. Right. That's how the system works. And as crude as it is, it makes sense in our simple brains. Right. Yeah. this seems the best. All twenty nine. You guys, you think, But. That's not winning the NBA regular season is a big fucking deal, right? To, that's a huge deal to win sixty four games or fifty eight games or whatever. That's that matters to get to the conference finals. That matters, right? Like all these, all these different pieces matter. But you know, you, you, you and this goes back to the Jokic situation. So in three playoffs, he's been to a conference final and a conference semis and I think he got swept in the first round or lost in the first round maybe once or twice. But if he wins his third MVP this year, Henry, and they don't win the NBA Finals, problems. Discourse is going to get real stupid. It already is stupid. It's going to get dumber than it already is.
1: There used to be a player like this, right? Like they had a huge mural in Cleveland that said witness,
0: right? <laughs> I know who like you're talking Jesus about. Jesus <laughs> style, right? i <And> like
1: <laughs> I um, you know, I, I, I that draft day that year after they Cavs like flamed out, I think in the second round against mm-hmm. the Celtics, so that's right. And um um I went for a jog with uh NBA super agent Dan Fagan and he was basically like, this is all gonna look really stupid if he doesn't get a title soon right like a jesus mural yeah, right jesus. you know like right yeah like it's just way beyond right but like that guy turned out okay sure pretty good you know <laughs> worked like worked out pretty well for exactly this reason right like for exactly because like you know his performance was absolutely off the charts, superior which sometimes results in a title sometimes like, and oftentimes and it doesn't though it, it gets you like you know being about as good as anyone's ever been in the game gets you. So like your team is like on one side of a six sided dice, that then the playoffs just roll. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it didn't come up calves. It's it, bummer, you know, Sometimes like it, it doesn't um, almost every one of those years, it was predictable that it wouldn't. Right. And like, same with Jokic, like he wasn't on the top team, but that doesn't mean, you know, like I'm, I've, I apologize for repeating myself. I've said this a million times on the show, but like Minnesota, Kevin Garnett was the best player in the league. Then you got a little worse. I went to Boston, and, and now we understand he's good? Like, yeah. that's on us. Like, right? <laughs> like, like, it just can be the case that your team isn't that good. Like, it just can. Or your team is really good, and you just didn't win that year. Because somebody... Yeah, shitty luck, yeah. Someone was hungover or whatever. Like, this should <laughs> like, What are you talking about? Who was hungover, Henry? <laughs> there is a LeBron in Cleveland. LeBron, like, had a teammate in Cleveland
0: who was hungover. And, like, that's, you know, broke his heart, right? Like, this stuff happens. Like... It happens. <laughs> Hungover teammates do not win you championships. No, newsflash, people. They used to. Back I when the league
1: that. was full of like people who went into games high on drugs and smoking <laughs> cigarettes at halftime, like that. I was covering the league when that happened. You're like, it would work then, not now. But now, honestly, thanks to <laughs> no small part to analytics, who which sniffs out like people who can't fucking run and jump, right? Like, um, you know, the, these people play really hard. Like, yeah. they work really hard. They you know, they're trying to get good night's sleep and they're trying to eat berries, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, these are professionals. berries,
0: <laughs> everybody's <laughs> vegan,
1: everybody meditates, they're like, trying they're to doing eat berries. Stuff. Yeah,
0: no, listen, they, 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 they yeah. put a lot of time and effort into their bodies to be in the best possible condition they can be. And still at the end of the day, it's still a roll of the dice, right? It's yeah. My, I'm snake eyes for you. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought this was an interesting exercise, Henry. I did the top 15, players on four I mean code and call them metrics <clears throat> okay EPM uh points per game <laughs> 538 Raptor overall Raptor and then randomly because I couldn't think of a traditional stat besides points per game that was like all encompassing <laughs> I was like Fuck, okay what's a what's a good traditional stat that's all like, that's all encompassing besides points per game so I went with minutes played minutes per game I was like all okay. right because the thought process there being if you're playing the most minutes, it's because your team thinks you're good? <laughs> like, all right? I mean, except in the case of teams that are trying to tank who purposely play shitty players because <laughs> they want to be oh, bad. Man. But I don't think that's the case with most of the guys on this list. All right. Here's what I found. Really interesting things. A lot of overlap with names. Jokic mm-hmm. and B, Lillard, Butler, Leonard, Durant, Antetokounmpo, Luka, Steph, LeBron, SGA, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Jason Tatum. That's the top 15 on EPM. Mm-hmm. Top fifteen in points per game, Embiid, Doncic, Dame, SGA, Giannis, Tatum, Mitchell, John Morant, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, Laurie Markin, De'Aaron Fox, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, and that was instructive because that's the list where you have the most variance. Right, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty much right on. All right, we go back to overall uh, 538's overall Raptor. Jokic and B, Donchinch, AD, Dame, Kawhi, Giannis, Steph, Jimmy Butler, James Harden, John Moran, Kyrie, Alex Caruso, Tyrese Halliburton, Kevin Durant. And then minutes played, this is an injury thing, so it's kind of weird, but Pascal, Tatum, Harden, Kyrie, Van Vliet, DeMar, DeJounte, Luca, Dame, Zach, Anthony Edwards, Mikel Bridges, Jalen Brown, Jeremy Grant, OG, and Anobi. I was like, this is really fascinating. I think the one thing we do, which is we, we learned a long time ago all 20 point per game scores are not created equally, right? Like, you know, Nikola Jokic uh, is not on that list, right? Of, of top scorers in the league, but he is on that list and at the top of two of the other major metrics, right? Like, which is EPM. And I feel like we've explained it before, but for those of you who don't know, um, EPM measures your effectiveness on the floor per 100 possessions relative to your teammates and your are the opposition, right? So if you are plus, that's good. So Jokic is like a plus 8.5 so that means when he's on the floor the Nuggets are 8.5 points per 100 possessions better. Right? And and it's by far not not as far but that's the best number in the league.
1: And it and has then, some like so there there were a bunch of like pure adjusted plus minus which is what you just described. This one has some like box score and um uh like second spectrum type inputs, right? So it has like it's it's been goosed up a little <laughs> with some of the like Ways we can improve the model of Just Plus got It's got a little zhuzh, as they say.
0: (laughs) This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys. Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists from my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/TrueHoop. Um, it's just it's fascinating, and I think one of the pieces that not even anti, but people who, again, because I think it's it's human brains, Henry. And and I I have these conversations with fans either emailing me of stuff we say, or just like, but I don't get it. Like, how come he's so much better? Why is he at the top of these metrics, but not at the top of those metrics, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, again, I think a difficult thing because our eyes understand points scored and rebounds, right? I don't think our eyes really understand assists, although they kind of do. You know what I mean? Like, I think they understand, like, and sorry, this is bad, but whatever. They understand the Russell Westbrook assist, right? Mm-hmm. Pass that leads to direct score, right? They that they get. But I feel like they don't see the passing open thing, right? Like they don't, like, I don't think our eyes see that. So like that, that's also an interesting piece of this, right? It's like he's the advanced stats darling. And for people who don't see it, they're like, well, this can't be right. Why are you just telling me because these numbers say it? Why are, are those numbers better than these other numbers that say, Joel Embiid, and whoever else are better?
1: Because we're trying to outskill the other team. (laughs) I mean, like, it's, so over here on, like, the one hand, we have, like, Trey Young, who's very high in points per game. (laughs) Yes. Right? Um, He's the Allen Iverson type, right? This is a type um, that we've had in the NBA of, like, tiny dudes who score in really beautiful ways. um, Very beautiful. And don't play good defense. No. Right? And so, you know, Allen Averson led the whole league in scoring and won the MVP. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but now we know, okay, the other end, that's one type of player. The opposite type is Draymond Green, Mm -hmm. who, like, you could go to a whole game, and other than when he's beefing with somebody during a dead (laughs) ball situation, you probably wouldn't know what he did. Right. But he <laughs> um, he led the whole league in adjusted plus-minus. He actually had the best adjusted plus-minus of all time, right? So, um, if I've learned nothing, this is a Henry Abbott original observation, but I stand by it ten thousand percent. If I've you've learned nothing else from today, it's this: like basketball is trading possessions for points mm-hmm. um, in some. Views possessions switch, which means like if we get an offensive rebound, that's still just one possession, right? Oh, so like, not an extra possession. Yeah, see, it's, those are like attempts versus possessions, but like, but in most analytics, it's easier, simpler to say just we have the ball until we don't have the ball. So like it, in that model, we every team has equal possessions, other than end of quarters, right? Like you can vary by two, so you might have two more possessions, or one possession, or equal. Um, this is the total variance we can have in possessions. So. Two teams go to battle, and it's like you're going shopping with the same amount of money. It's like, what can you bring back? Right. Mm-hmm. So, we need to turn points and in, uh, possessions into points. points. There's nothing else that we do. And we just stop you doing the same thing. Correct. Right. So, I think I, it's easy for me, an actual basketball dumb shit, to like <laughs> just say, I don't know. I don't know what, like for David, I think he like, he knows yeah. a lot. So, it's yeah. hard for him just to accept to be curious here. Right. right. But, like, to so him, like Draymond's doing. All sorts of things all over the court, mm-hmm. many of which are obscure to me. Mm-hmm. Right? But the fact is their combined effect is bigger than Iverson's. Mm-hmm. Which is a big thing to say. Because yeah. everybody knows Alan Iverson is an absolute god. Correct. And you can see him being a god, mm-hmm. right? With Draymond, it's like, what did he do? He trips people. <laughs> he like
0: he punches people in the nuts. <laughs> like uh, yeah, like he sets they were like, he like oh, he sets
1: screens at really good angles. It's like <laughs>
0: You're like what? Okay, I get that.
1: <laughs> like we get a title for that? Like you know, like I, I just think that like it's those things add up to more. Yes, and so it's like yes. okay, so obviously if you want to build Wolverine here, you're gonna want like some elements of Iverson and some elements of Draymond, right? Mm-hmm. But like, but it's way more Draymond than we thought, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so this is why you know like Giannis can't shoot, right? Correct. He can't shoot. It's you can't do the only thing that most fans care about. He can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. He can, like, put his chest in your face and dunk over you, but he can't shoot. Like, he can't do make free
0: throws. Like,
1: <laughs> and he's an MVP and a champion, right? It's like, well that is kind of a pretty good version of Wolverine. <laughs> you know, like, 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 You're like, mm, that seems
0: pretty good to me. Like, I
1: will stay open-minded about non-shooters
0: a little bit. Right. Like, um, I mean, it helps he's seven foot tall and fucking super athletic and not right? by all the other, those things but, all help, <laughs> you
1: know, every year there are super long, super athletes who don't, who don't be on it. Yeah. who don't You know, honest, and he sees sure. some stuff. Right. And, um, yeah. So there I am. Um, uh, when I went to the, Draft Combine in Chicago mm-hmm. um, for the book. Really, I got there and I um, asked the people from P three who've been assessing all of these players. Right, mm-hmm. they do like like you know who's who. Do you think is going to be good out of this draft? Right, and um, this is insight with no basketball in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They are not assessing shooting or right. rebounding or basketball stats in any way, shape or form. It. Assessing it's movement, right? Assessing movement. And they're like Jalen Williams is a rock star, and lo, lo and behold, <laughs> yeah, they do. This was they assessed him seven weeks before the combine, so like he's like a he, he's a hundredth on draft board at this time, right? Mm-hmm. And like there's just stuff that works in basketball. Like they what they know is like how fast can he slide left compared to how fast offensive players drive right, mm-hmm. you know, and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um and then actually they do know how long his arms are. Which yeah. is very yeah. long, insane, very long. <laughs> <laughs> very long. That helps. Wingspans, yeah, that matters. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, I feel like this kind of stuff is like, you know, the Draymond stuff is a big treasure chest of magical yeah. things, yeah. and it has to do with his brain processing really fast. It has to do with yes. his eyes, and it has to do with his like head on the pivot, and like all this stuff that like
0: Kawhi Lowry stuff. Like, it's it's not BS. Do we? Um, does P3 do that or is it, or does the movement test tell them how fast a brain product? Like, do they have brain processing? Testing? No, they don't.
1: Okay. They actually, um, they don't. They didn't do that. They actually used to in the earliest days, they did Ooh. have some kind of brain thing, but, but yeah. they were like, like this movement data is just like once in a while. Marcus says, like, the movement data is just so good. Like, you don't fuck the brain
0: stuff. Fuck <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Like. I love it. No, this is. I think this is helpful, guys. I, I This is very important. Like, we here at True Hoop, we, we love basketball. And there are plenty of fans of games. You love it, too. We want you to be curious about the game. And just because something sounds a little wonky and because your eyes don't believe that, well, I'm not saying don't trust your eyes. I'm just saying ask questions. Were, were my eyes correct? Was, it, was that? Was what I saw what actually happened? then you dig back right and you say "Hmm, maybe that's not the case uh my my favorite one for this and you know because you got death threats from his fan base um (laughs) i i i I kept you know during the time and i really didn't have a dog in the fight i mean i I wasn't a kobe guy but like i could recognize like the, the value he brought i kept trying to figure out why does everyone keep saying he's so much better than tim duncan i was like They won about the same, at least in terms of rings, right? Like, those were even. I was like, "Mm, you know, all their accolades about the same. Duncan won more MVP, but about the same amount of all-stars, all-NBAs, all all that shit. I'm like, was he that much better? And you dig and you're like, "Mm, the numbers tell a quite different story, right? Like, Duncan was like a superior player in like every metric besides scoring points. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there is something, and this is the last piece on this before we get into some other stuff. There's something visceral, Henry, and emotional about Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, uh, whoever, right? It does something to your feelings. It says something about you as a person and what you value. And that has to matter. So I don't want fans to think that, like, fucking give a cares about your feelings. No, no, no. Like, it's important that, like, you jump out of your couch and popcorn spills when somebody does that. That's That's why we love the game. But that does not mean that it necessarily <laughs> means that. That means winning, right? That just means, wow, it's really fucking incredible. But winning consistently is something different. Well, and there's a, I think there's a very real and important thing, which is a
1: lot of people love basketball mm-hmm. because it's a model of me against the world. Mm-hmm. And if you feel me against the world, it's very frustrating to hear that, like, you need, like, Steph Curry's frustrating to root for because he needs Draymond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Draymond needs Steve Kerr, and mm-hmm. Steve Kerr needs Bob Myers, and Bob mm-hmm. Myers, and like and on and on, right? And right. like, what does Kevon Looney do? And like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, all these things are right. really important, and that's how they win. And if you don't have the super team with you, mm-hmm. how can basketball inspire you? No. no. Right? Like, it's mm-hmm. tricky. Whereas like, you know, Kobe was a gunslinger. right?
0: Gunslinger, like, Yeah. And so he,
1: <laughs> what he did is something that you can go in the driveway, as I did as a kid, and you can imagine mm-hmm. like, I was alone in the driveway. Me against the world. I have guys draped on me. I'm going to score anyway. I'm fading
0: back and I'm holding (laughs) it and like,
1: bam, we just won the world championship, right? Like, like it's frustrating to hear that you need the super team, right? It's frustrating to hear that like the way you succeed is by trusting other people, right? You can't trust other people, right? And so I think that's a lot of, you know, a lot of what's come out of analytics is like the the, more than the player, the situation matters, right? So basically, are you open? Yeah. yeah. If you're open, you're a good NBA scorer. It's pretty much true. Right. And um, are you, are you single covered? Are you double teamed? Right. Like mm-hmm. the, the stats are basically don't shoot if you're double teamed. like <laughs> Because someone else is open somewhere else. Right. Also, you're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, you might be like, you know, a lot of play. I mean, actually, this comes up a little bit. Like, I still see people's and, like, like, oh, they should just sign Carmelo right now, right? Whoever it is. And, and you're just, like, wah, wah. like, Carmelo has the skill set mm-hmm. that a majority of NBA fans want to succeed. Like, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. footwork stuff that he does mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. like, the array of moves mm-hmm. that he has, like, like, it would be a more enjoyable game to most viewers if that were what worked best, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the it Rockets, <laughs> who was it? The Rockets or the Thunder? Like, I think it was the Rockets let him go, like, the first time he retired mm-hmm. because he was an unplayable NBA defender, right? He just couldn't. Now, he's actually in much better shape than his mm-hmm. letter go around. Like, But, um, but, like, we didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So he, he's out there just ruining his team's chances, but he's doing all his little, <laughs> do little stuff around the throw line. And, you know, like, you know, and that's stuff that we want. That's stuff we can do. That's stuff we can work on. that's that Actually, that's stuff every player practices, right? Yes. Like yes. those sets of moves are magical and yeah. revered yeah. in basketball. Yes. And so everyone's like, just like, of course, he's really good at basketball because he's better at that than I am. It's mm-hmm. like what other team, I hear the other at, players we, say. Yeah. yeah. it's like. These are, like, it's true. He's amazing at that. It's just not true that that is the be-all and end-all that we thought it was. Right? Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. You know, Bummer. The league
0: changed. <laughs> you know? The league has changed. No, this is, this is a fascinating conversation. I'm glad you were here to have it. Um, let's move to some current on-the-court stuff. Henry, the Sacramento Kings for the first time in 16 years. What were you doing 16 years ago? Probably yelling about advanced stats. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> that, that tracks. Probably was.
1: Yeah, that definitely yeah, tracks. tracks. So what were you doing 16
0: years ago? Oh, uh, probably coaching swimming. What was that 2000? And... Yeah, yeah. Coaching swimming. Yeah, that sounds about right for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you use advanced stats in swimming? Uh no. <laughs> I, 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 I will say this we and the coaches, the coaches that I worked and the teams that I were on, we were always forward thinking. Um, we weren't the old school. All right, crank out your yardage. Here it is. The weekly plan is we're going to get forty thousand in, and we're... it's like, okay. now look. Sometimes there'd be days where we had to get yards in because that's just aerobically you needed that. Most of the time, we practice race pace, and because race pace is what matters, we need to mimic race conditions so that on race day. Your body's like I know what to do here. Do this shit all the time. So, yeah. and there is like an and we can move on. But like a, <laughs> there is advanced
1: in analytics in periodization, right? <laughs> like you taper, right? Like why? Well, yes. well so we, because, so, we, so, we do, so we do use advanced that. Yes, cuz we taper yes. Yeah. Like we don't exactly know. I guess people do kind of break down now. People taper start tapering a long time before they knew exactly what was happening in your bloodstream and mm-hmm. in your kidneys and whatever mm-hmm. like while you're tapering, right? Cuz it's like, well, if you do X why result tends to come from it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we're gonna keep refining that, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what the advanced analytics is,
0: right? Yeah, you're just um, refining, man. Yeah. We're, we're wait, trying to optimize performance. Kings. Yeah, kings, the kings. kings.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so they're still very poorly run. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, wah wah. That hasn't uh, changed. Oh, no, I take it back. Like, but you know, mostly the story is like one out of seventeen is not good. Right? Like <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. One out of More than right? half the league makes it every year. That's right? true. That's true. Um, but yeah, they are legit. I mean, I just they're like uh, simonis Sabonis is twenty six. Mm-hmm. Like these ages are actually their you know, basketball reference has this thing where it averages your age for the season. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's also sometimes wrong. Those also, also lies.
0: Right it's like, no, I'm actually 25. Like, not 20. <laughs> yeah.
1: But by that measure, Sabonis 26, Darren Fox 25, Keegan Murray 22, Kevin Her 24, Malik Monk 24, Dave Mitchell 24. Like, uh, this this is kind of exciting, right? Like, like the beam. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna be around for a while. It's Seems like it. People together. Harrison Mike Brown's Mike Brown's 30.
0: good. Like, he he's an excellent coach. He definitely he took some of that royal jelly from Golden State, and he's sprinkling it up in Sacramento. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'll tell you a weird thing that I don't know what to make of, but like at one point, went way down the rabbit hole of like which teams perform well in crunch time. Mm-hmm. This was back when Mike Brown was coach of the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And it was, and at his two Cavs different team? stops, his teams have been good in mm-hmm. crunch time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't have any more information for you on what's working there, but like right. that's kind of a cool thing. They're going to be in the playoffs and there will be some type thing. And like, you know, it
0: doesn't mean he's perfect at it, but it means he doesn't suck. Yeah, yeah. You know? And they play with the number one pace in the league, even though, yes, in the playoffs, the game slows down, but they're still going to trip what pace gets average in the playoffs. I would guess as long as they last, they're going to be among the better teams in pace, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's how they want to play. And that shit's a pain in the ass. You know, we talked about with analytics stuff, like the realization that, okay, threes matter because it stretches the defense, you know, wafer thin. Well, that's what you want in the playoffs, right? You want defenses in constant scramble mode being like, who the hell am I supposed to guard? And when I watch Sacramento, they're just frenetic. And that's what I feel like. Who, who am I supposed to be guarding? <laughs> like, and if mm-hmm. the opponent's asking that question, that's uh, good news for the Kings, not so good for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not a good defensive team. They are not.
1: Well, I was like 22nd 20s, or something in yeah. defense? Like, they're they're um... in the
0: bottom third of the league in defense.
1: So that's probably going to cap their potential accomplishments Correct. this mm-hmm, year, right? Mm-hmm. But they might win a series, I guess. Mm-hmm, you think mm-hmm. they can win two series?
0: It depends on the matchup, right? So this is where matchups matter, right? Mm-hmm. What if it's? Oh, I mean, I know you're going to bet with this, but what if it's Golden State Sacramento in round one? And it's, it's a, which Golden State are we getting? Wow, well, you know what, what I mean. Is, <laughs> this is what I'm saying: The Golden State that can't win on the road that pisses the ball all over the court sometimes because they just, you know, <laughs> what is up with the like?
1: I, my hunch is that the road thing isn't even real. It's just like there's always going to be a team with a big disparity. It happens to be them this year, like. But
0: it's so odd for a defending champ, weird. right? It's really <laughs> odd for a defending champ, yeah. and they're so good at home. Look, I just—they're old, and they've this is—they've been to six finals in eight years. Like this shit happens, and Andrew Wiggins is not here, and like, you know, it's it just, it just gets hard, like, right? Like it's just really hard to keep doing this. That they played the Pelicans on mm-hmm. not last night, the night before. Mm-hmm. They look. God-awful in the first half. Again, kicking the ball all over the court. Just looking like a, J, uh, a JV team. Draymond does this Draymond thing. Uh, I got to light a fuse under these guys. Brandon Ingram's coming down the floor. Draymond, click, again, this doesn't show up in the box score. Oh, but guess it does as a foul. <laughs> um, Draymond purposely hard fouls uh, Brandon Ingram. It gets the Pelicans to start jawing. He knows. Oh, this is well, going to my-
1: One more move, too, which is brandon's coming back in bounds. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, but he's he's like, like, Oops,
2: I was <laughs> in your way.
0: <laughs> in, in, in classic Draymond style, right? The benches get a new hit, he, Trayvon knows, is get into it, but Draymond knows it's going to get my guys fired up, and it, it lit a competitive fire in them, right? All of a sudden, everybody's cutting a little bit harder, setting firmer screens, like racing a little bit faster, and you know, lo and behold, they start doing things with more effort. Shock, they get better, right? They start making shots, and you know, it's it's like you can't cheat the game, right? And maybe in that first. Quarter and a half, they were cheating the game, and Draymond said, "All right, well, we can cheat the game now." And then, you know, they did the thing. That's well, like, uh, you
1: know that remember that long time ago, like Jason Kidd as a point guard ran into Mike Woodson, mm-hmm. and like it was a trick, mm-hmm. and it worked. It wasn't it worked. In the game, right? And, yeah. and it's like there are occasionally these like kind of trump cards you can play, right? Mm-hmm. And can't play them all the time, right? right? <laughs> so like Bob, that was was also the game where like Bob Myers came yeah, down, talk and about he that, was like you yeah. only do it once in a mm-hmm. while, right? Mm-hmm. Like Draymond does his whole. Mm-hmm mythology thing mm-hmm. right and and steph curry had an unbelievable night like mm-hmm. like which he managed once in the finals right mm-hmm. like and he get mm-hmm. one really like i will mm-hmm. carry you like in one of those games so with all of their tricks like which aren't everyday tricks
0: can't 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 it <laughs> <board> every night
1: <laughs> you know against
0: so so team you know um so that that bob myers thing is interesting and i i wanted to highlight that the power of bob myers and you you alluded to this it's easy in basketball to understand the solo star, right? Like Michael Jordan kind of screwed this up for everybody. Right. Cause that's how everybody thinks it's like, Jordan was a solo star that won six NBA titles, And it's like, no, like he had the best wing defender in the history of basketball as his teammate. Right. Like that, that also mattered. Right. Like, all these horse grants are still out there being like, you don't understand. He's an asshole. They're like, he is an asshole. Like, yeah. right. Yes. He can score points, but like there's always other things. Um, but that's Bob Myers like being like, all right, Draymond, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see. yeah no, no, you got to go back to the huddle now because if you go back to the huddle, they're going to fall, right? This is – it's an ecosystem, right? And if one – this is Draymond Green. In that ecosystem, he is the organism <laughs> that is volatile, right? Fucking who knows what day it's going to be with him, right? He punched a mm-hmm. teammate in the face. And during training camp, that could have – deep that maybe there's a reason why they're not playing so well. Who knows? That could have really caused problems, right? So the importance of everybody within the organization knowing their role and knowing how to do what is necessary for the whole thing to move forward. That's why the Warriors have been to six titles in eight years, six championships in eight years, right? And nobody else has been to more than, well, the Cavs because LeBron was there, but right? like that's, you're, that's the only way you're able to do that. One guy can't do it. Although maybe LeBron's like no, but I can because I went to ten straight finals. I am the exception to that rule. I can do it.
1: <laughs> but it's you know thinking back to the kid in the driveway who's imagining you know being the king of the world or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I do think there's like this uh, relationship thing is actually the trump card, right? It's like you 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 miss the relationships, mm-hmm. right? That you you wish you were part of a team like that, right? And mm-hmm. um, imagine if. Uh, Jerry Krause came down and talked to Dennis Rodman when Phil Jackson was head coach, right? Like, <laughs> like Phil would have somehow gotten Jerry murdered, right? Like, <laughs> like he's just not cool, yeah, right? Not like, cool. I do think that, like, you know, like Bob Myers and Steve Kerr really such yes. that, and Steve Kerr like defers responsibility and empowers people, like all the time you see it like mm-hmm. you know in every which way i think he's for this absolutely incredible right and like bob myers knows it's okay for him to mm-hmm. i don't think he called steve on the phone no no he you just know? went over to Draymond and said hey they've had these conversations for a long time right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they trust each other mm-hmm. and when they don't sign bob myers and they have you know kirk Lake or whatever like it will be maybe he's a smart you know, maybe he's just hardworking, but this trust is hard to build, right? And yeah, um, you know, Bob yeah. coming down and saying like, "I I know how to help here with this mm-hmm. thing," and by the way, I you know control Draymond's future income. <laughs> also, know, that, like... the, the, there's also <laughs> a piece of it which kind
0: of matters. Dray, Draymond's so funny because he's so like that, that's Bob. I love Bob. I'm like, I bet you do because he like and but I do believe that Bob is very empathetic and good at building relationships. That like, and, yeah, and that's what this game is. Like this is the part. That analytics can't measure, right? Like, if I don't have a relationship with you and I can't calm you down, or maybe Bob played a role in soothing, smoothing over that Jordan situation. Who the fuck knows, right? Because on any lesser team, that would have been like, right? That would have been over. It had been like, we got to ship this dude out of here because we they can't be in the same vicinity of each other without disaster happening. Mm -hmm. But they seem to have, you know, weathered it as best you can.
1: Yeah, and I do, Like, I, I, uh, if it's in the final score, analytics can measure it. I mean, then, quite seriously, right? Like, if you think about how EPM works, it just takes the win and just breaks it apart, right? And it's like, <laughs> if it, it, it would have a hard time knowing who gave the halftime speech that made a difference. But it, you could look at everyone on the roster and see if like they tend to win more when that person's on the roster, right? Like, Ooh. for any assistant coach, any whatever, right? Like, it is, um, it's actually, I think, our only hope of knowing that. Right, like if you just, I don't know, like I mean, you, obviously you can go ask players like who inspired you, right? Which right. oh, be which is cool, but they'll lie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, but do I trust them to
0: tell me the truth?
1: Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do think there's like a, um, you know, even if all you're looking for is heart, mm-hmm. like if it's in a win, it's it's in the, it's in the spreadsheet, which is not doesn't mean spreadsheets are magical or perfect, <laughs> but it just means like stay curious, right? Like it's stay all there. Stay Curious, right? keep
0: keep digging, keep digging um really quick before we get to top five um <laughs> as a as a blazers fan you, oh. you 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 had a little piece this week about tanking still fucking works in this league god damn it and it is look you know here true we're like abolish the draft because it's bullshit um the draft is a grift the nba runs on its fans right like it's exactly what it is because it convinces you all to believe that billionaires are right and we have to support them and players are wrong and that's that's not, no, like, that's not a thing. If, and I say this all the time, all these guys who are uber capitalists and make billions of, except for the buses, because, you know, that's family money, um, and that's their main business, everybody else runs a hedge fund, a this, that, and a third. If they are true capitalists, then they should have no problem with that same system of free labor markets happening in the NBA, Right? I don't care if you're in Oklahoma City or whatever terrible market you're in. You know what that means? And you got to be really fucking good at your job, right? Be awesome at player development. Be awesome at relationship building. Whatever. You've got to be really good at it, and you will attract the top talent. If you stink, well, then you're not going to attract the top talent. And too many times with these with these owners, they're getting a rest on their laurels of like being shitty at their job because it doesn't matter. We get the second pick, which means Scoot Henderson, come on down. You're going to come to... Insert crappy city Learn. here for yeah. eight years, and we control it because you have nothing else to do. Too bad. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So, like, the, you know, the premiership doesn't have a draft, and mm-hmm. what they have is, like, you know, six or seven teams, and then everyone else really can't hang, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a salary cap. Mm-hmm. Which, so, it really means that, like, you know, Scoot's not going to the Warriors. Right. Unless he wants to play for the minimum, right? right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, you know, it's not a free market. You know, like it's, you know, any team that can clear a max salary slot can get scooped, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it probably won't be 10 teams that are doing that, right? Because it's very, very hard to clear that kind of Mm -hmm. money, right? So they'll be, you know, whatever teams really want them. The, the, The big reason, the reason that we have the draft Right. Is because an NFL owner, I forget his name, like the New York Giants owner in like 19, 1910, maybe something like that, um, was upset that he had to pay more to attract the Yale star he was trying to recruit, whoever mm-hmm. it was, um, than his current best player. And you don't know if that player is going to be good or not. Right. That's the big worry. Right? Yeah. It could cost the billionaire a bunch of money on someone who doesn't even play or tears mm-hmm. his ACL or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So they just wanted cost controls. Um, and the draft worked for that. Mm -hmm. Um there the notion that it makes bad teams good is uh not true. And in fact nothing does. (laughs) Like there's literally like in like structural interventions to like make parody Mm -hmm. like all don't work. (laughs) Um things have changed like the NHL got a lot more parody when they welcomed in a whole bunch of overseas players. So just Mm -hmm. I mean there's just more talent Mm -hmm. that changed. But least there's like economists have studied this a lot and like Everything that you think is a rule that's going to make bad teams good faster, right. like, it it does not doesn't work. Like it's just stuff that the billionaires say to make us root for them saving money. Like <laughs> all of that stuff is just that. Like, and um, so it's a you know I I feel like the clock is ticking on it. Like it's just going to make less sense over time. And I don't know what the sticking points are in the CBA talks right now, but like, you know, the notion that the draft is this fun thing that we all like. You know, but it's like it's no, so we're dumb. just we're like wrapping up human beings like Christmas presents, and like shipping them under the tree. And it's like they probably don't want to be wrapped up.
0: You know, imagine, like, imagine if Victor gets drafted by Charlotte. Oh, he's gonna be like, "Fuck, I want to play
1: in Charlotte." Well, somebody in the comments of my story was like, you know, he like, or maybe I got an email, but um, I was like, you know, he could legit
0: just play in Europe. He, he could. Yeah, he could just stay there. Yeah. But that, how's that work, though? So like the team drafts you, they have your rights, like, and you can say, I'm not coming, but like they still have your draft rights, though, right? Yeah, so I think that um, like FIBA
1: leagues honor FIBA leagues contracts. So like, if you sign a deal, you can't go play in Europe. But um, right. yeah, there's only like, you can go play in China, I think. Like there's a few exceptional mm. leagues where you can go, even if you're like signed somewhere. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, if he doesn't sign a deal, then they just hold
0: your rights, uh, I think. Mm. Uh,
1: there's some kind of way where if they don't sign you up a certain amount of time i think you give him a free agent but i forget how that goes
0: well and i and i he is young enough that like maybe it's okay right because he's only 18 so maybe it's let's say it's three years then he's 21 when he can either re-enter or get or he's a free agent or whatever the rules whatever the rule I can't is remember how it goes
1: it might be that he's just screwed but um <laughs> but my guess is that they what really <laughs> happens is he has an aggressive agent who can threaten that and then they just right
0: move him or they, they they figure it out because yeah. the nba wants him to be there that's very clear <laughs> yeah. they, they they want victor <laughs> all right henry it is top five time no pressure no pressure <laughs> all right typically how we do it is i kick it off with my five and then you go five i go four back and forth as okay. usual okay. Okay. uh because i'm the host and i cheat uh
1: <laughs> wait what does that
0: mean yeah that's how, that's how it works when you when you when you're the host and you make the rules you can do whatever you want so on okay. my five line Two teams, Grizzlies and Cavs. Oh, yeah, that is totally cheating. Listen, I can't. I, listen, I can't. What do you want me to do? Grizzlies are the number two team in the West. You know how I feel about the Grizzlies. And the Cavaliers, number one in adjusted net rating. They're really fucking good.
1: Okay, here's what I want you to do. <laughs> Don't call it top five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we
0: go. Uh, championship yeah, so you tier. Have, <laughs> you have the Grizz Cavs. Grizz Cavs. Yeah, that's one team. Grizz Cavs. <laughs> My fifth team is the Warriors. I knew you'd find a way to put them in there. I knew it.
1: You know why. I I don't have to explain this I don't have
0: to explain why. Listen, the infrastructure is there. We've seen it before. We've seen this movie before.
1: (laughs) I just explained why they suck a second ago. But
0: But the reverse of that is why they're good. So there we go. (laughs) I mean,
1: honestly, if they're in the first round, like, you know, Every playoff matchup they have, part of your brain is going to be like, oh, yeah, get a shot this particularly
0: thing. when they do the start thing where Draymond starts doing his stuff and it's like, oh, shit, here they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. All right, number four, Nuggets. Cavs. Ooh, you like the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Do you worry that, like, they're just, you know, they're just a little young, right? They just they haven't quite done it as a collective. Donovan Mitchell's, you know, but like the rest of them, they haven't quite done it together yet. I like that they have, like, bouncy ligaments. They do. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley have lots of bouncy yeah. ligaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. matters. No, I like the Cavs. Yeah. All right. Number three, your favorite team, the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> the who? <laughs> 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 Henry hates Philadelphia 76ers. Just so I don't knows. hate them. I don't hate them.
1: I have some, I have a sort of deep-seated mistrust of... James Harden? Of, I guess James Harden and Doc Rivers at this stage and, of his career. And, 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 Joel, like, and Joel Embiid. <laughs> and Joel Embiid's health. Health, yeah. Well, listen, yeah.
0: those are all reasons to be like,
1: eh. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like, it's like a three legged stool, and I don't like any of the legs. Yeah. Well, listen,
0: I don't blame you. Yeah. All right. Number three, I have the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Okay. And I mean, this is easy now. I think it's, we have the same top two Boston Celtics, two for me. That's for me too. And the Milwaukee Bucks, number one. Okay, so that's like the, it's
1: conventional, it's yeah. wise. Do you actually think, draw, that the Milwaukee Bucks will be this year's NBA
0: champions? As we just spent 90 minutes, not 90, but a like whole hour talking about predicting the future is hard, Henry. They're very hard. But if I had to flip a coin 10 times and the Bucks were on one side of it, like, I guess they would only call them half the time, <laughs> but I trust that half more than I trust yeah. any other half of the coin. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> year. I, I try
1: to, like, just picture it. I'm like, okay, we're in June, and, like, you know, the right. confetti's falling, and, like, who's, who's. got that trophy? I, I, like, is it
0: Brooke Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, it very well could be. Like, it I don't be. like what's happening with Jason Tatum right now in Boston. I'm a little worried about know. that. Like, oh, what's happening there? The Cavs, I said, the only thing that worries me about them is they're young. So, like, you know, young teams tend not to win titles just because – you know, in in tight moments, they don't have that collective like. Be oh, we so know what to do here. Fun if they did, though. Oh, it'd be great if they did. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be the league would freak the fuck out. And then the Sixers, all the concerns you mentioned, even though I didn't mention them, I have it. I love Denver, but and I love Michael Porter Jr. I don't love their defense. Right? Yeah. So like, and I love my Grizzlies, but you know they got some issues too. So.
1: It's funny. It's easiest for me to picture Boston, right? That's kind of- Interesting.
0: Despite like the Tatum struggles right now, you're like, no. No, that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. yeah." I I do love this and I said this before. I love for Boston and why I could see it. The collective bitter disappointment from last year. Like Mm -hmm. that is a fucking motivator. Like when Mm -hmm. San Antonio lost that serious to the heat, I was like, oh shit, man. (laughs) It works one of two ways. You either are terrible next year and it's over. Or fuck that. We're going to mow people down. And they mm-hmm. mowed everybody down next year. Mm-hmm. I can see it. They're going to eat their berries. You know? They're going to like,
1: <laughs> gonna eat all berries.
0: the little details are going to be just <laughs> right. You know, Well, it has to be if they want to win, right? And they need some luck. Right? That's the other thing. They, they're going to need some injury luck. Like that's, we yeah. know that. Whatever team has the guy that sprains his ankle or whatever, or is like 70%, well, that's going to probably severely impact you. Yeah. all right folks enjoy the end of the regular season um when we come back next week I think we'll be like we'll be right towards the end the last game I think is April 9th so we'll have one more week of games um and then that'll be it friends time for the playing and then go time get your rest in now I mean Jesus those guys how lucky though the, the teams that like already clinched like they're in the playoffs they have a week off it's like but who's gonna actually utilize that shit for real they're gonna be fucking practicing like maniacs yeah. <laughs> like probably probably. (laughs) alright guys enjoy the weekend we'll see you next week